Central. This is Tech Radio. All things computers, gadgets and web happening right now in Ireland. Hear us anytime on iTunes or download from techcentral.ie. How you doing? This is Dusty Rhodes and welcome to Tech Radio. For 10 years, the number one Irish tech podcast bringing you the latest in tech from around Ireland and across the world. Remember, as well as our show on air with RTE and online via the website or your favourite podcasting app, be that Spotify or iTunes or whatever, uh, we keep you bang up to date on all things tech every single day with hourly updates and daily newsletters, which you can grab for free at techcentral.ie. Joining me, as always, is our Tech Central Editor-in-Chief, Niall Kitson, and uh, Howey on the Huawei, Huawei, I've forgotten how to say it. Huawei. Huawei, thank you. Uh, on the menu today because they've released the Mate 30. Now, earlier on in the year, we had the Mate 20, which you had in your hands and really like the look of. The Mate 30 is significantly different. Uh, yes, in the sense that are you fond of your three camera iPhone and Samsung Galaxy S10? Well, well have we got a surprise for you. <laughs> In what sense? In sense, you enjoyed having three cameras. No. Well, guess what? <laughs> We've added more. <laughs> We've got one more for you. Well, the kind of I think looking at the, the Mate 30, it seems to be very much in with the high-end iPhones and the high-end Samsungs. It's got the big OLED screen. It's got the, the curved edge. Uh, basic spec has got 6 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage, which is good. As you say, it's got that uh, camera on the back. Now, I like what they've done with the camera as opposed to the way the iPhone did it. The iPhone did a kind of little square up in the corner uh, with four lenses on it, whereas mm. what they've done with this is they've told, put a big circle on the back of the phone and the four I cameras think really clever like mm. they've really made a design feature out of it instead of shunting the cameras up to one part of the phone I, I very much like that it's a very striking design mm. really you know they've taken up the entire middle of the the rear of the phone uh, I really like that to make a virtue of something so daring because each of the four cameras does something different you know, it's not a matter of just putting four lenses on something and hoping for the best. Uh, I mean, you've got your primary lens, uh, telefocus lens, an ultra wide and a 3D sensing lens, which is really good for doing bokeh effects and, and that kind of thing. So they all do different things. Uh, and then, you know, of course, you've got your your front facing camera as well for hmm. doing selfies and whatnot. Um you were impressed with the Mate series, with the Mate 20s, because it went with three cameras. Mm. So are you impressed with a phone that <laughs> has four? Let's go with the four. Uh, uh, do you know what? I like the cameras on these smartphones, and I think they're fantastic. I hate it when they say a professional photographer would use this phone as a, as a camera, which, of course, would never happen. Um, but I just think it's amazing what you can do with photography. And I like the fact that all the different lenses are on that. Um, I don't know if many people actually use them, though. Uh, well, certainly not to the full effect. I mean, no. for me, it's very much like seeing the, the middle-aged man at his kid's college graduation and he's got a massively overspec digital SLR <laughs> camera with a giant flash on the top. And you're thinking, you, you don't know how to use that. 
<laughs> That's sad to auto. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of people with uh, DSLRs who have it all set to auto. But the thing I like about the Mate 30, and this is what makes it interesting for our program today, is quite often when we get all of these uh, new phones and they've got all the same spec as the other phones and they're all the same level and they all got four cameras, five cameras, three cameras, who cares? It's all the same. There is one striking difference between the Mate 30 and all of the other similar phones, and that is... Oh, I, I can guess this. I can no. guess this, but I want you to say it. No, Google. Oh, okay. I was going to say something completely different. Which was? A 3.5 millimeter jack. Oh. <laughs> For the audio, I think, I think that's going to go no matter what happens. Um, uh, okay, uh, good point, good point. But it was the no Google that I really wanted to uh, point yes. out on this particular phone because this is the first of the major Huawei uh, releases that is not able to carry Google because of the restrictions that have been put in, down by the United States and uh, President Trump. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, if you look to buy this phone, uh, you will have Android, but you will not have access to the Google Play App Store. Mm. Uh, Very interesting situation, I think it's fair to say. Um, Would you consider this uh, a negative, Dusty? On on the surface, you would have to say yes. Now, for me, it's a positive because there's nothing better that I like than being given something and told you can't do this. Yeah, because then I enough. get great crack out of. Well, we'll see about that then, yeah. um, and off I go. And I have a hack which I'll tell you about in, in in a few moments' time. But generally, I think this is a disaster, darling, for uh, Huawei because it it just actually goes to prove how reliant we are on Google for many of the apps that we would use, and even okay. uh, iPhones would use an awful lot of Google apps as well. So, like, there's no Google Drive. Uh, it doesn't uh-huh. have Google Maps. It doesn't have Google Docs. It, docs, it doesn't have uh, Gmail. It mm. doesn't have YouTube. Mm. And as you say, uh, quite correctly, it doesn't have the Play Store, uh, which is where you would get all of the other apps that you would use. OK, well, hear me out on this. Um, I don't think this is as disastrous as people are making it out to be for a couple of reasons. Right? Number one, uh, how many apps have you downloaded from the Google Play Store lately? All of them. Yeah, sure you have. But, I mean, how many apps do you use on your phone on a daily basis ah. that you had to download from the Play Store? I, that's what I'm saying. All of them. All of the apps that I would use on the phone would have come from the Google Play. I could have got them from other places. And there's yeah. probably one or two apps where I've downloaded an APK and installed it manually. But generally speaking... They've all come via the Google Play Store for ah, convenience. come on. You mean to say that you opened up your phone and said, oh, I don't have the apps that I normally use here. I need to go download them. Really? Yeah, yeah that's exactly what I thought. What are you getting at? Am I like a super secret spy or something like that or a hacker? Well, or <laughs> my iPhone came with most of the apps that I use preloaded. Okay. I didn't need to go to an app store. Ah, okay. I didn't so need to go to iTunes. <laughs> you're, you're even easier to please than I am. <laughs> well, now, I mean, it's not that I didn't need at all, but it came with a certain number of apps preloaded that would get me going, right? So, yes, there were things like my some of my social network apps. Uh, there's a, a very nice calendar app that I mm. use. Um, little things like that. But if you wanted to get up and running out of the box with your Twitter, with your Facebook, with a, a few other bits and bobs, yeah, 
that's fine. It's there. They're, now, they're pretty much all there, all right? But there are, hmm. like, people have, everybody has got their own different news source, okay? I'm a bit of a news junkie, all right? So mm-hmm. people might have a preference for the RTE News Now app, uh, others for the Sky News, others for BBC, others for, for something international. You've got several weather apps in there. You've got newspapers, et cetera, and so on. And it's down to a person's preference, and they would have to download that app uh, from, from, mm. from the Play Store. Um, and then you've got your audio app. Spotify doesn't come built in just yet. Shazam doesn't. Um, um, yeah. Okay, I, 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 I kind of get what you mean, because you, what you're saying is, is that if Huawei uh, on the Mate 30 put in all of the basic apps, then most people will be happy with that. Yeah, I think so. Right. Uh, but, but I mean, I, I maybe I'm being uh, a little bit of an apologist here, but I don't think it's the end of the world. And you know, you can still access all these services oh, through no, your no, browser. No, no. Let me let, let let me give you. Um, no, I I think it's a disaster for them because I think simplicity and convenience is what wins. And the reason I say that is because let's say everybody was downloading music for free on the internet with mp3s there were ways of doing it It wasn't that difficult but then along came uh, itunes and along came spotify and now i don't know anybody who downloads mp3s anymore and same goes with movies because you've got netflix and you've got all the streaming apps the sky now and whatever right Um, Mm. so i think convenience will win out to the extent that people are willing to pay for the convenience over getting something for free that's a bit of hassle Ah, okay. So you would actually pay to get your Google apps. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if the Google Play Store is not on the phone, well, then I'm just not going to buy the phone because it's too much of a pain in the rear end to get what it is that I want. Okay, but what if you really like the phone? I mean, the Mate 30 is a really good phone. It is really good. But then again, so is the Samsung and then so is the, uh, the iPhone and so is all the high-end phones. There's very little d- difference between them. Okay, but what if you're a professional photographer and you need those four cameras? (laughs) You know, I'm going to kill you because you're just in one of those moods today, aren't you? Anyway, listen, the hack, this is what I wanted to tell you. There is a hack. If you happen to get a Mate 30, you can go to a website which is called lzplay.net. Okay. And you can download a bit of software onto your phone there and it will install the Google Play Store on your phone and you can download stuff as you would normally from the Google Play Store. Now, there's two problems with this, all right? Uh, number one is that is a, we believe, Chinese website because we don't actually really know, but all the text okay. is in Chinese. Uh, and then part of the permissions that that app needs, it needs uh, system level permissions to install right. itself. I was like, no, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So I think, uh, this, yes, it is a fantastic phone, but the fact that Google Play isn't on it is going to seriously, seriously damage Huawei. But listen, we leave it at that for uh, this week, uh, as always. Thanks for keeping us up to date with all the news and what's going on in the world of tech. Now, Kitson. This is Tech Central, your weekly tech podcast from Ireland's techcentral.ie. We're all familiar with mobile apps to manage your physical health, but what about your mental health? Keep Appy is an Irish mobile application that does just that. This week, Nal Kitson talked with its co-founder, Amy Louise Carton, to learn about where the idea for Keep Appy came from and the techniques it uses to help you on your journey to a peaceful mind. Please be aware that this interview does include a graphic description of distress, so listener discretion is advised. 
Amy, the World Health Organization has this statistic that uh, roughly 25% of us will struggle with mental illness uh, at some stage in our lives. But uh, they also like to say that we all have mental health. So uh, what is your particular background then in looking at Keep Appy as a sort of uh, uh, an aid to people in, in preserving their mental health and well-being? Mm-hmm. So um, I guess it all began, and this is a bit of a warning to your listeners, it starts quite dor- dark. It began with quite a dark day for me where I unfortunately had decided to end my life. And it was from that experience and my recovery after that I started to get so annoyed at the reality that, yes, we all have mental health, but we never really learn how to manage it or improve it or grow it, not the same way that we do with our physical health. So if you think about it, we start learning about our physical health pretty much from the day we're born, whether it's learning how to grasp things and then moving on to learning how to walk. And then in school, we learn in PE and biology. At every point, we learn how to take care of ourselves, but not take care of our mental health. So It kind of made me realize when I reached crisis point and stood up on Dundrum Bridge, Lewis Bridge, and and was at the point where I wanted to end my life, that it was so frustrating to me that I had spent so much of my life taking care of myself physically, but had no idea how to do it mentally. And it kind of then, when I started to recover, it started to grow in annoyance because I was like, you know... All of us have mental health. Each and every single one of us has mental health, but only those who reach crisis point learn how to improve their mental health. So I, I, I often talk about, you know, in Ireland, we have the dark days and we say, oh, I'll just go to sleep and get over it. Or people tell you to stop being so dramatic if you're feeling a bit down. But that's not good. Like those little stressors in life, they all add up. And it's like if you kept straining, spraining your ankle day after day after day, and instead of tackling it and putting, going to boots and getting a strap or getting deep heat and massaging it in, you know, you're not actually doing anything to improve things, which is potentially the origins of Kibapi, because it was from this need to help people just engage in their well-being every single day that we started coming about and making it. I think the interesting point that you allude to there is that we have physical life skills, we have physical tools for for dealing with our, our you know, our, our regular health, if you will. But we don't have uh, a similar toolkit for dealing with uh, with our mental health. And we to the to the extent that we're not even sure what those tools look like an awful lot of the time, you know, whether it's taking time out or meditating, which doesn't work for everybody, or, or just coming up with very simple um, triggers or distractions to um, just to take time outside ourselves and, and recalibrate. So what sort of tools did you find in putting the app together and specifying what you wanted? Absolutely. So just on that note about meditation. So in my recovery after my attempt, um, all the, like the first thing the doctors told me, they were like, do not meditate. Under no circumstances are you allowed to meditate. Because for my personality type, for my anxiety, my PTSD, which are two of the three most common mental illnesses out there, the doctors were very adamant. You do not meditate with those conditions unless you have a prehistory of meditation and you've already proven to be successful with it. Because the reality is, and a Duke study came out, I think, in 2017, where it proved that 50% of the population do not do well with meditation. So the reality is that half of us don't work well with it. 
the majority of us download the meditation apps and never go back to them after downloading it. So there are other tools out there. And it's exactly like you said, it's like taking a minute to just see what's going on with our brains to figure out how we're doing with our mood and to kind of try practically deal with it. Because if you just avoid the problem, it's going to stay there. It's not going to go away. So the tools that I was recommended when uh, I was going through my recovery were mood tracking, journaling as a woman, journaling is really incredible for us, um, period tracking, uh, goal setting, gratitude diary, challenges, like all these little things that can help ourselves each day, along with the usual eat well, physical exercise, good sleep routines, like those kind of things all together can be really, really positive for an individual's well-being. I think when you're looking to create that sort of uh, that sort of life story and retake control of your own personal narrative, uh, I guess that's really where journaling comes in, isn't it? Yeah. So journaling is a really interesting one because so on the app, we have 10 features. So with Keep Happy, we have everything, as I was describing, from mood tracking, period tracking, pill reminders, goal setting, journaling, all of the above. Because the thing is, when you go to a gym, I regularly compare Keep Happy to the gym for your emotional well-being because, you know, we've been so successfully mismarketed that, you know, meditation is the only solution out there when it's simply not true. And when you go to the gym to look after your physical health, some days you might want to do cardio. You kind of want to thrash it out on the treadmill and let all the sweat pour out of you. Other days you might want to push your muscles and do weights or do specific exercises to really drive home what's going on. And it's the same with your brain. If you think about it, some days you might just want to vent and that's where journaling comes in. You can explore your emotions. You can figure out what's going on with yourself. You can rant to yourself and vent and figure out like this woman in the office was being terrible or this man in my life, you know, shouted at me and this is how I feel about it. But other days you might want to feel a sense of achievement and accomplishment. And that could be where the the goal setting comes in. And then, you know, in general, we should all be tracking what's going on with ourselves across our health. And that's where mood tracking comes in. We track eight different vitals that most impact your well-being from sleep to productivity to stress and sleep and mood. And the idea is that you can figure out what vitals, so what aspects of your life are impacting your mood each day. And I guess by empowering people to know more about themselves, they begin, can begin to take care of themselves in a better way. So it's through the diversity of options out there that we can take care of our well-being each day. One of the things that people experience when they sign up for a regular gym is they go in full of uh, hope and personal goals uh, etc but adherence is a is a significant issue with people so how do you manage that same challenge with keep happy absolutely and it's even worse with the wellness app industry i would say because with physical health if you get toned or you know you're able to grow a six pack or do any of the above you can post it on social media and feel great about yourself it's different with feeling happiness. Like how can you in today's narcissistic world, how can we boast about feeling happy? And this is kind of something that we were talking about with the app and to try and encourage people to engage in their well-being every day because it is kind of a struggle and it's easy to forget about when you start to get stressed. It's kind of the first thing that you let go of when everything else in your life seems stressful. You, you, you don't focus on yourself. You focus on what's stressing you. So, to overcome this, we actually decided to gamify the app and introduce these really adorable little avatars called Keepies. And 
what we're trying to do is to encourage people to use the app every day with this gamification. So when you're looking at uh, at keepies, what what sort of uh, I mean, when when we were talking about it earlier, it certainly had the ring of the Tamagotchi about it. But mm. I imagine it's slightly more attractive than sort of a a, a coloured egg to uh, go on a key ring. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So the story of keepies actually began with my own personal story. Um, so on the night that I attempt, like made the attempt, I was saved by my dog. I regularly cite this because when I was talking to a volunteer on a helpline, not to save myself because I didn't want to be saved. Um, I was just doing it so that my parents would see that I had tried to make an effort. Um, but on the phone, the person talking to me started talking to me about my dog. And I remember talking about my dog and I'm just so obsessed with her that I realized with one single moment of clarity in all of the hague of my mental illness, I realized that I didn't trust anyone to look after and spoil her as much as I do. So my dog has become very important to me throughout the entire uh, recovery process. But when I was recovering and all my family would go to work or go out for the day, I would end up alone in the house with her. And she is this beautiful golden retriever collie mix with long, beautiful fur. But unfortunately, in the mornings, if I did not get up and look after her, she would shit everywhere. And like it was explosive. It's the only way to describe it. It was explosive. And with her long fur, she would splash it all over the place or something. It was crazy. And it meant that I would have to get up and care for myself every single morning so that I would be able to care for her to stop her from shitting. So this is something we decided to adopt into the app with these keepies. So they are a little bit like Tamagotchi, you're right, but they're kind of different. So the idea is that every time you engage in the app and you engage in the well-being techniques that we provide, you're able to you get points and you can use those points to care for your keepy. So the keepies are little avatars. There's about 12 of them and they're currently being developed and they'll be ready in January. We're hoping. And, um, the idea is that you can interact with them and care for them. And hopefully in the future, you'll be able to dress them and personalize them. But the idea is that you take care of yourself by engaging in these wellbeing techniques. And because of that, you can take care of your keepy. So that's really them. We're pretty much uh, in an age of what we call user-centered design, or we talk an awful lot about user experience, and we've we sort of danced around the idea here of using things like goals, a point system, or or keepies. To what extent did sort of uh, the user experience inform the development of Keepappy? Absolutely. So one of the big things that we focused on when we were developing the app was to put the user first. when I was recovering, all the apps out there that weren't meditation apps were designed by these amazing people who were giving the app out for free out of the goodness of their heart. They were psychologists who knew very advanced theories and they were just too complex for the everyday Joe blog to understand. Well, at least in my case, they couldn't really understand them. And it was then that we started to realize that we needed to create something that was as easy to use as walking into a gym. Yes, You might need some explainers on how to use the equipment, but the general understanding of how it worked, of how to go through the day, it had to be easy and intuitive and had to be pretty because if you're going to be engaging in something, you don't want something that's bulky and like hard to use. So when we started designing Keep Happy, it was 
one of the most important things that we did was that we put the user first. And that goes across everything from data protection as we commit to a higher stand of data than most of our competitors, from security, everything about the app. We want the user to know that they are first and foremost in our minds. That issue that you've brought up there of data uh, mm. is absolutely fascinating. So when you're uh, gathering very sensitive information mm-hmm. um, from people, you know, whether it's it's their score, how they're doing with their keepy or uh, what they're keeping in their journals, what sort of information do you actually hang on to from the user and how much stays within the app? Absolutely. So data, as I said, is really important to us. We grew up in, well, I'm Irish, my co-founder is American, but we're born in a GDP world, so data from the offset was really important to us. But not only that, I don't know if you're aware, but a Wall Street article uh, earlier this year published that of the top 35 wellness apps out there, 33 of them sell your data. And actually just last week, there was a major uh, news story from BuzzFeed talking about how the top period tracker apps were selling your sexual history and your period history, your menstruation cycles to Amazon and Facebook, meaning that they were targeting women based on their periods and their sexual history, which is just completely horrific in every sense of my mind. Because for me, data security and peace of mind about the things like data is so important to your well-being. If you haven't even an inkling that there's something wrong, you won't engage in your well-being properly. So what we did with Keep Appy was we, from the start, were, were so committed to protecting data. So what this means in the app is that we have committed to never selling or abusing our users' data, whether you're a premium or non-premium payer. Um, but more than that, we try to put as many of the features stored locally to the phone as opposed to bringing them up onto the cloud. So to explain this a little bit further, um, for example, the journaling feature. So right now, the journaling feature, if you lose your phone or it gets stolen or you swap phones, all of the journal entries won't be put on the cloud, so they won't be stored automatically to your next login. You have to download them to your phone. Because what we realized was if you're writing about your innermost, deepest thoughts or tracking things or things like that, you know, they're just private for you. They shouldn't be up on the cloud. They shouldn't be hackable. They shouldn't be there. You, you wouldn't have the same ability to disclose what's going on in your life if there was even a potential that someone was reading them. So what that means is they're all stored locally to the device and the data that we actually track is very, very minimal. It's all numerically stored, so we can't even read it most of the time. The data that we do track, however, is stuff like um, general age groupings, gender and country location amongst other things but it's really just to get an idea of our users but not actually what they're doing in the app if that makes sense so then what we're from your perspective then the information that you that you're looking to get back is to see what the spread of the uptake of the app is absolutely It's really just for marketing purposes so we can better understand who is using the app so we can spread it to more people of that kind of grouping. (laughs) Yeah, and I suppose it really informs uh, feature design as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But like I personally suffer from a minor level of paranoia, so I was very adamant about protecting the data that I put into the app. So I felt that it was important to pass it across for everyone else. So, yeah. 
And that was Niall Kitson chatting to Amy Louise Carton, co-founder of Keep Appy, which you can download right now for iOS, iTunes and Android through the Play Store. If you have been affected by any of the material in the interview, you can contact Pieta House on 1-800-247-247 or text HELP to 51444 or visit their website pieta.ie. Also, you can find the Samaritans at 116123 and samaritans.org. That's Almost it for our show for this week. However, Niall is still with us. Uh, just before we go, Niall, do we have a one more thing this week? Uh, we do indeed. You might like to know what Big Pharma has in mind for tracking and tracing your medication. Ooh, you can get the lowdown on that and all things tech in Ireland with hourly updates, daily newsletters and more at our website techcentral.ie or listen to us each week online on Fridays on DAB Digital Radio with RTE Radio 1 Extra. Until next time, for myself, Dusty Rhodes, I'm Niall Kitson. Thanks so much for listening as always and have a great weekend. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie. Tech Radio is produced by digitalaudioproductions.com. Tech Central.